0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Sleep Tight Stories on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have a moment, please consider leaving a review. Your review might help introduce others to our podcast. Thank you. Remember in our last episode, Tucker and his mom were arguing as they headed home about letting Susan go. When they got home, Tucker was locked in his room for his own good, his mother said. Susan woke up in her cell and heard two voices talking, Julian and a rat. What could she do? How could she get word to Tucker and Vinny? In these chapters, Tucker is trying to make his way to where Susan is being kept, but runs into Harold and his friends. Tucker is worried about what might happen until he hears a familiar voice. Vinny is there, and happy to help. Vinny and Tucker talk about what to do next when someone else joins them. Susan hears a noise at her door and decides to try and get a jump on whoever is coming in. It turns out to be Vinnie and Tucker. They are there to rescue her. She tells them what she has heard, and they set off to try and stop things from happening. Cat City, Chapter 12 and 13 Tucker took the back alleys as he made his way to Center Square. He knew exactly where the council would have hidden Susan away. The labyrinth system below the city was extensive and multi-layered, but only so many had cells big enough to hold her in. As he ran, he just kept hoping he wasn't too late already. Tucker came to a wide street, which he had no choice but to cross. He paused only long enough to check if it was safe and felt a heavy blow as he was hit from behind, sending him rolling out into the street. He got to his feet in time to see he was surrounded. Harold and his crew had found him and from the look on Harold's ugly flat face, they had no intentions of letting him just walk away from their meeting. Tucker gathered himself as the four cats slunk low to the ground, circling around him, hissing and whining, claws clicking on the paving stones. He was only barely aware of the other cats on the street, running for cover, and he knew he wouldn't get any help from any of them. Just me, I guess, Tucker thought. And what have we here? Tucker looked up, concentration broken. Shocked, but suddenly hopeful. Vinny stood watching, his huge tail calmly wrapped around his paws, wide, heavy head tilted slightly to one side, big, green, gold eyes half-lidded. Stay out of this, Harold snarled at Tucker's friend. It doesn't concern you. Oh, but it does, the huge cat said softly, almost happily. You see, Tucker is my friend, and I don't take kindly to you ganging up on him. Vinny got to his feet and stretched his huge body. Figure with me giving him a hand, you have about a minute to run before I do something I don't really want to. Harold wasn't backing down this time. Come and make me, he snarled. The other guards hesitated, but Harold snapped at them, too. He's big, not fast. Take him. The boy is mine. Tucker had only that warning, and Harold was on him. Tucker ducked and rolled under the big guard his claws catching Harold on the soft skin of his belly. Harold shrieked and spun, cuffing Tucker hard on the same side Julian had. He shook his ringing head to clear it and almost missed the second blow Harold aimed at him, seeing it coming just in time. And then Harold was on him, faster than Tucker expected, but not faster than Tucker. What followed, he could barely remember through a cloud of flying fur, howling, and sharp claws. Before he knew it, he was standing over a panting herald, who was now rolled over on his back, ears flat. Tinker looked up to see Vinny watching. Done yet? his huge friend asked. I think so, Tucker said. You? Oh, they ran off ages ago. Vinny licked at one paw. I've been waiting for you. Tucker actually laughed. Harold tried to slink away, but Vinny stopped him. Tucker didn't say he was done with you yet. Vinny said quietly. Harold glanced back over his shoulder, tail on the ground. Tucker shrugged his shoulders. Ah, oh, let him go, Vin. Tucker said as casually as he could. I can always find him again later. Harold ran off with a howl of fear. Tucker and Vinny met in a headbutt. Thanks for the help, Tucker said. Any time, Vinnie winked. Although I am fairly certain that you, my friend, would have been just fine if I had not been following you all along. Why didn't you say something? "'Tucker asked. "'Figured I'd wait until you needed me,' Vinny said, "'laughter in his voice. "'I need to get to Susan,' Tucker said. "'And I need to talk to both of you,' Kai said, "'stepping out of the alley Tucker had just left. "'Tucker was surprised to see him. "'Why should I listen to anything you have to say?' "'Tucker was still angry and bitter "'about the betrayal in the center square.' Kai lied, made Tucker look like he was trying to deceive the council. Tucker, please believe me, Kai said. I was trying to protect you and the girl, but you wouldn't let me. Some protection, Vinny said. You gave him over, called him a liar. Knowing I was right, Tucker finished. Why? Kai's whiskers drooped. I know. I should have spoken up for you. I'm sorry. But the city was in danger, and the council wouldn't listen, no matter who told them that the rats were coming. Tucker, they wouldn't have believed me either. You could have tried. Tucker was softening. He knew Kai always had his own best interest at heart. And even though Tucker had been mad, he knew Kai must have had a good reason. Will you help me now? Tucker asked. I have to save Susan. Kai hesitated, then nodded. I can't help you directly, he said, but I may be able to help you get her out of the city once you free her. But the gate, Tucker said, they won't let us through. There is more than one way into and out of this city than the gate, Kai said. It's about time you knew that. Now go. The counselor turned and headed off, and bring her to me when you get her free. Tucker turned to Vinny. Thank you, he said. I have to do this alone. Says who? Vinny asked. Besides, you know I'll just follow you anyway, right? Tucker sighed. Oh, I don't want to get you into any more trouble, Vinny. I make my own trouble, Vinny told him, whacking Tucker with his huge tail. What kind of best friend would I be if I let you go off on adventure and danger all by yourself? Are you sure? Tucker's whiskers drooped as he thought of Vinny getting hurt. This is dangerous. If they catch me, the council will probably lock me up too. Then we can tell each other stories through the bars of our cells, Vinny said cheerfully. Listen, Tucker, you're the best friend I've ever had. I know I'm not the brightest cat in the city, and that a lot of people think I'm big and slow because of my size. I don't, Tucker said. I know, Vinny said softly, butting his big head against Tucker again. You never judged me, ever. And you've been there for me a bunch of times. Let me be there for you. Tucker cuffed his friend's shoulder with one paw. Think you can keep up? Tucker said, heart lighter than it had been in weeks. Just try me, Vinny said. Let's go then, Tucker said, turning to bound off. We have a rescue to do. Susan waited until the door started to creak open to move. She dove at the widening hole, deciding to take her chances escaping rather than waiting for the rats to take her away. She tripped and fell, falling on a large furry body that grunted in surprise and pain. Hey, a deep voice said, ow! Susan rolled over staring at the huge cat she mistook for a rat. Vinny, She reached out and hugged him hard. Susan! He hugged her back, furry arms going around her neck. You're okay. Tucker! She looked up and Tucker was there. She let go of Vinny in time to catch her friend as he threw himself into her arms, purring and purring. Susan buried her face in his shoulder and breathed in. She loved the familiar smell of his fur, the softness of it, the warmth of his cat body, and the heaviness of his purr. Tucker, she whispered, you came for me. Always, he whispered back. Despite her circumstances, she felt a whole lot better until reality hit her. Tucker, the rats! Susan's heart pounded in panic. I know, they're coming. Tucker was glum. But now that we know, maybe we can stop them. No, no, you don't understand. Susan shook her head, getting to her feet. Julian is working with them. Somehow he is going to open the gate. We have less than an hour. What? Both cats stared up at her. What did you say? Tucker asked, eyes huge. I overheard him talking to them, she said. through a crack in the floor. Here. She showed them the hole while she told them the story. Both cats were silent and still the entire time. So still, she was afraid again. I think they are planning to betray him, Susan said, but he doesn't know that. They plan to take the city, and it's happening right now. We have to warn the others. Vinny's usual jovial nature was gone entirely. He was suddenly kind of scary, tense, and angry. I have to get Susan to safety, Tucker said. The friends stared at each other before they both nodded. I'll go set off the alarm, Vinny said. You get Susan to Kai and get her out of here. Sue? Vinny offered her a quick lick on the back of her hand. It's been a pleasure. You too, Vinny. She felt tears well. She knew she wouldn't see the big cat again if Tucker's plan worked out. Tucker, when this is done, maybe you can take me for a visit. Vinny flipped his tail at them and was gone. We have to go, Tucker said. Follow me, and whatever you do, stay as quiet as you can. Susan nodded, wiping the tears away with the back of her hand. She hadn't cried this much since she was little. He led her back the way she came. They were almost to the stairs when Tucker took a detour. I can't take you through the main part of the city, he whispered to her too many cats around, but the labyrinth is usually quieter. Just stay close. Susan nodded and stayed on his tail. She slipped a few times, her rubber boots losing traction on the damp stone floor, trying to keep up with the running cat. But somehow, she managed, and luck, it so happened, stayed with them. With the exception of one tense moment when Tucker froze and hissed, quiet, to her as a couple of cats passed by an intersection in front of them, oblivious, they saw no one else at all. Tucker paused at the top of a set of stairs and scratched at the door at the top. It opened immediately, and Susan followed Tucker from the cold and damp into the warm, well-lit library overflowing with more books than Susan had ever seen. But what really got her attention was the fact that the whole room smelled really, really good. Susan's stomach growled loudly as the door swung shut behind her. Counselor Kai, who was obviously waiting for them, laughed. Hungry? He stepped aside from the table and Susan's mouth began to water. It was covered in food. "'Yes, please,' she said. "'You'll need your strength,' he said. "'Eat.' Susan sat down on the floor by the low table and started stuffing food into her mouth. It had been two days since she'd had much to eat, aside from the half-a-tuna sandwich Tucker shared with her the day before. So she ate, while she listened to Tucker talk to Kai. I'm happy to see you found her, Kai said. I have more important news, Tucker interrupted. You need to hear it. Please, Susan watched as Kai's large ears perked forward. What is it? The rats are coming, Tucker said. Yes, Tucker, Kai said. We already know that. No, Tucker said, that's just it. You don't know. Calm down, Tucker. Kai's voice was smooth, soothing. We're preparing as we speak. We'll be ready. No, we won't, Tucker told him. The rats are coming right now. Susan saw Kai freeze, saw the tail twitch, and in that heartbeat, a part of her tensed. She wasn't sure why, but her hunger was forgotten. Tell me, Kai said. I heard them, Susan interrupted before Tucker could speak, talking, through the wall of my cell. Tucker looked up at her, but Susan forged ahead, hoping he would stay quiet, talking to Julian about attacking the city. He said he would be at the gate in an hour and that they had better be ready. That was almost a half hour ago, Tucker said, giving Susan a strange look. Surely not. Kai sounded horrified, but Susan couldn't help but notice the irritated twitch to his tail. Julian? A traitor? You're certain, Susan? Susan nodded quickly. I saw him through the crack in the floor, she said. We must act quickly then, Kai said, springing to his feet. Let's get Susan to safety now, then go to the gate together. Thank you, Tucker said, sounding relieved. Have you told anyone else? Kai had turned away from Tucker, but Susan caught the flattening of his ears, the further twitch of his tail, and her whole being wanted to shout a warning. Something was very, very wrong. No, Susan answered quickly before Tucker could. Just Tucker. And Vinny? Kai turned back, golden eyes fixed on her. Where is he? Susan had never been a great liar. She tried to get away with stuff on Mom sometimes, but it never worked. Probably because she never put her heart into it. This time, however, she poured everything she had into that one lie and prayed it was enough. Vinny wasn't with us, Susan said. Where is he, Tucker? She stared into her friend's eyes and willed him to cooperate. Tucker didn't hesitate. I made him leave, Tucker said. It was too dangerous for him to risk himself, too. I rescued Susan alone. Kai nodded and she breathed an inward sigh of relief as the tail twitch vanished. Just as well, Kai said. You were right to leave him out of this, Tucker. Now let's go. Susan didn't want to follow the counsellor back down the stairs, but she couldn't come up with a good reason why she shouldn't. Reluctant, she followed Tucker down the steps, dragging her feet, wishing there was a way she could escape. He paused a moment to let her catch up. Why did I just lie to one of the only cats I trust? He breathed his question for her ears only. Something isn't right, she whispered back. I don't know what. Be careful. Tucker stared at her. Hurry, Kai called to them. We don't have much time. Tucker turned and followed, Susan now close behind. Kai led them a short distance, then stopped at a section of wall. He turned to Tucker. Watch. Kai said, and raised one paw. A pink glow lit up the wall with strange symbols. Susan gasped. Then the section separated from the wall with a soft, grinding sound, sliding back to reveal another tunnel. How many of these are there? asked Tucker. Only this one, Kai said guarded by human magic only certain of us can access. You have that magic, Tucker, hidden within you. I do? Tucker seemed shocked. How? A long story, Kai told him. I will explain later. First, we need to get Susan to safety. Tucker nodded, lost in thought. Susan looked through the hole into the dark passage and wanted to run. Instead, she forced herself to follow her friend into the corridor and tried not to scream as she heard the panel behind her grind shut. The tunnel was very dark, and she stumbled almost immediately. She felt Tucker's tail hit her face as she fell to her knees. There was a spark of light and a pink glow hovered over Kai. My apologies, he murmured. I had forgotten human eyes are not as sharp as ours. Come. He turned away and headed up the corridor. Susan pulled herself to her feet and brushed herself off. Are you okay? Tucker asked. I'm scared, she said. I'm here, he assured her, then turned and started after Kai. That's not what I'm scared of, she thought. Susan took another step and realized instantly why she had stumbled. The corridor was slanted upwards rather steeply, and she understood it must, in fact, go to the surface. Her fears about Kai and not trusting him faded somewhat. Surely if he wanted to hurt her, he wouldn't be taking her home. Feeling somewhat better, she followed carefully. It wasn't long before her legs started to burn from the climb. How deep are we? She asked Tucker. Deep, he said, but it won't be long now. She nodded to him, tired and sore, and wanting to go home very badly. And then the light went out. Susan squealed in surprise, almost stepping on Tucker suddenly blind in the dark tunnel. She heard a scuffling sound and a low grunt, then silence. Tucker? She reached out for him, but he wasn't there. She stumbled forward, hands out, feeling for fur. Tucker, where are you? Kai? Hello? Susan felt her fear rise as she felt around. Her hand met a soft, furry body finally, and she let out a shaky sigh of relief. Kai, what happened? Her hand traveled down his back to his tail. And Susan screamed, this time for real, as her fingers met not warm fur, but a smooth, hard whip of a tail. Susan was suddenly surrounded by hundreds of red eyes, staring right at her. Good night. Sleep tight.